All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Going well here. Uh, how's it going with you? You uh, good? Good. You you said you might have to interrupt this uh, podcast if you get a call because you're showing an apartment this afternoon. Uh, do you have any? Just because we haven't talked in a while, the last time you told an apartment story, a leasing story, it was about a drug den. Got anything? Have you had any fun stories as of late? Or no, not really. It's it's pretty boring after the drug den. It, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, know, that's, that's a them, peak. That's a Mount Everest right Yeah, there. most of them is just couples moving out because they want a bigger place. Very, very few and far in between is it because drug dens are getting raided from people on the roof. No, I, I, I wasn't uh, – I, I didn't have to interrupt for a, uh, an apartment showing. It was actually a, uh, a job interview. Well, well like, like a phone interview. Now, now I'm going to do like a job interview next, but that, that's why I was actually late for the podcast was – uh, uh, listeners I, don't know you're late. I was just hanging out, uh, fucking around on Facebook for 10 minutes. It's not a big deal to me. Listeners well, the, I feel like the listeners can somehow tell. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It, it, maybe that's just my own little schizophrenia. I, I feel like they know when I'm sleeping. Schizophrenia. They know when I'm awake. Or Spidey and, Sense. Listeners, yeah. Spidey Sense. Spidey Sense is, 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 is a little sexier than schizophrenia. I, 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 I feel like a Spidey Sense kind of guy. But yeah, I'm. It's with uh, Enterprise Rental Cars, so I'm hoping to get something to where I can just kind of work nine to five with a little more regular pay because, um, yeah, the apartment thing, it's either like a really awesome month or I'm eating a lot of beans and rice, that kind of shit. Oh, it's like being a comedian where you just, you've got a full calendar or you send out 75 emails and get jack shit back. Pretty much, man, and uh, I mean... I'm, you know, I'm doing comedy at night, so I don't I don't really have time to make I mean, real estate the 24-hour-a-day job. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? I meant so the, like, the comedy I do where it's like your calendar is where you're doing yeah, clubs and right. you're paid. And it's either you've got bookings that are paying you or you're sitting with your thumb up your ass. Yeah. yeah and New York, it's like that except for no bookings will ever pay you until you've been on TV right. for five years. <laughs> <laughs> like, otherwise, they're like, wait a minute, you're not, you're not willing to do this for free? Fuck that. I, I have somebody else who's like willing to do this for free and blow me. So I pay you nothing. I visited thousands and thousands of you. I pay you nothing. Oh yeah, I, I uh, um, and we've talked about this. I think I don't know if I've told this story, but we've talked about comedy in New York. I have a friend that lives there, a jazz musician, and I popped out to visit him once, and he said, "Oh, we should try and get you on stage while I'm here or while you're visiting." I'm like, "Sure." So we went walking by the comedy cellar on a Monday night. Now. In the Midwest, where you come from, where I live, you have comedy clubs that are open Friday and Saturday, right. and you can barely get a full house on the two busiest nights of the week, whereas the Comedy Cellar, on a Monday night, they had a sandwich board out front, and it was like Dave Attell, Jim Gaffigan, Chris Rock, oh, yeah. all these people were popping, and this was in the 1990s, so they weren't... But they, they had all been on television already. Like, they were already... They weren't Jim Gaffigan God. It was not Chris Rock God. But it was Chris Rock as seen in um, Boomerang with Eddie Murphy and Saturday Night Live. Dave Attell from one season of Saturday Night Live. Like, they were on their way to becoming gods. And they owned the Comedy Cellar on a goddamn Monday fucking night. So that just tells you who's there on the weekend. But see, the thing is, is like right around there, there's like... A dozen small little bars with, with, with back areas with stages 
where I'm sure on the way you pass plenty of people going, hey, free comedy show? Yeah. Want to come to a free comedy yeah. show? Uh, I've never done the comedy cellar, but I've, I've damn sure done a lot of those free comedy shows. And those, uh, yeah, it's not really drawing the same kind of crowds, man. It's uh, usually like a handful of tourists that don't speak English. Yeah, like <laughs> they got like five people from Denmark and they're just laughing at weird little parts. And, you know, eventually you learn just to kind of dance around and make funny faces when they don't speak English. And that's how they know to laugh. Uh, one of my favorite shows of all time is I did a, a an expat show in South Korea. It was in a bar and it was full of British and English and German and Dutch and a few Americans. And everybody spoke English. They were all like Westerners uh, that spoke English crammed into this bar in South Korea because it was like, well, at least this comedian speaks English. And yeah. I, I don't know anything about South Korea as far as stand-up comedy goes. I know they have an enormous pop music scene but I've never heard of a South Korean comedian. So because there were Koreans there also, maybe they were just there to check it out. Like what the fuck is stand up comedy, but it was a great show. Everybody just sort of, I talked about relationships and shit. Everybody's into not like, Hey, so in America, you, you know, it, it, right, you just right. make it universal by talking about yourself. And this is what my childhood was like. And this is why yeah, I'm so fucked it's up. what you kind of got to go with. Yeah. You know, like kind of get like references, specific references. Did you know what else is really big in South Korea? Pro video games. Oh, yeah. Man. We talked about that on here, where they pack arenas watching that yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just whole stadiums with tens of thousands of people to watch uh, two teams of nerds on laptops playing each other in, in video games. I, I don't think they like being nuts. called nerds. I think they like being called virgins. Yeah, ner they... Nerd American. I'm sorry. It's nerd Nerd Americans. Koreans. It, 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 it's racist. It's nerd Americans playing each other in in korea whatever they like whatever they like even though they are korean they are nerd americans ah, because of nerd american nerd americans it's it's korean nerd americans there we go there we go so uh, here this is where i'm confused um enterprise why do people rent cars in new york why with the the subway and the all the public transit and the five million taxis and the 10 oh, dude, million it's, it's Ubers. Huge for if you're going any place outside the city. Oh, I so mean, city people rent a car and then they yeah. go to the Hamptons and they go to Philadelphia or they go. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to rent a car if you're going within the city. Well, oh, no, that's not true. If, if you're moving, you know, if, if, if you're moving from one apartment to another, just make a few trips in a car oh. or you rent like an SUV or a van or yeah, something. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, it, I mean, it makes sense. There's little reasons for it. But basically, if yeah, if you live. In New York, and you just live off the subway. There's no reason to really own a car. However, you may have to, you know, three, four times a year rent a car to go outside the city. And so that's mostly what people use it for. All right, that got me. Okay, I guess I because I again Midwest. I think of you land at an airport, you rent a car, you drive around, you do your thing, you go to your hotel, and that's where I think of rental cars. Is you always get it at the airport, but. No, that no, rental sense. cars are huge here because the people here use them to go outside the city because all, all the transit is kind of tied within the city. Makes sense. You have explained it well. All right, so what do you want to talk about this week? I got one sort of, I'm, I'm excited, but I don't know if you can contribute to this. Uh, I, I just got back from the library when, when we were texting and saying, hey, you can podcast today. I got a new book from one of my favorite authors, Eric Larson. Are you familiar with him? No, no. He wrote his first big seller. He, he'd written books before, but his first big seller was uh, Devil in the White City. Have you at least heard of it? No. 
Oh, it was really huge. You should. You should. You're right. I have I have nothing to contribute. Yeah. I, devil in the white city. Devil in a blue dress. I, I have none of that. Uh, I, I I have nothing. To he's to he's a nonfiction writer that takes um, historical moments, takes moments in history, and really breaks them down. And Devil in the White City, his first big book that was optioned by Leonardo DiCaprio, and like for 15, 20 years now has been like, oh, they're going to make it into a movie. Uh, it took place during the World Fair in Chicago back in God knows fucking when, you know, in the, the early 1900s. And there was a serial killer uh, building... Have you ever heard of the Winchester House? No. Okay, the Winchester House is very famous and popular in California. The Winchester uh, gun dynasty, one of the lady, the I think the, the, the widow went a little crazy. She felt guilty from all the gun deaths. So she got into this obsession of building onto her house, and really, yeah, it's it's. See, she's not the current gun company person. If she was the, like a modern gun company person, she would know that the only way to prevent gun deaths is by making more guns right. and getting them in the hands of good people. <laughs> man, she should have just built more guns. That's what she should have done. Exactly. Well, her house is famous for having stairways that don't go anywhere and rooms that are sort of sealed off and you can't even get to them because they had so many contractors working at the same time. Nobody knew what they were doing. She was just paying all this money to, it was, it wasn't, I don't know the full story, but basically that's the famous of the Winchester house. So the serial killer did basically the same thing in Chicago, except he did it Dude, all Dude, what himself. if one of the contractors who was building one of the stairs to nowhere was all freaking out because now he's not going to get paid because he's, he's got stairs that don't go anywhere and rooms you can't get in. And so, because he's doing all this to make up for her feeling bad about gun deaths, right? But he's all fucked up because of what she did. He he then kills himself with a Winchester <laughs> rifle. That would be like the ultimate. Because he needed I, that I paycheck. He he failed his family, and then uh, yeah. I got to take the way out. I got to eat a bullet. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, either way, this guy in Chicago, he created a house. He would hire a contractor to build a room. And then fire him and hire another one to hire to build a staircase so that nobody he never showed anybody the blueprints. He just said, I need you to build this. So he ended up with a house with trap doors that led to the furnace and rooms that could only be gotten to using secret passageways. And he'd sort of rented out the rooms and people would check. It was like a roach motel. You check in and you don't check out. He basically preyed on young single women who were coming to Chicago for the, the state, the World Fair. And then they would just disappear because there was so much going on in the city. And back then you didn't have fingerprinting or, you know, it's a, I, I, we will change topics, but I highly recommend you reading some Eric Larson books. Wow. You know, I, I think that would be the time to be a serial killer. Like, because there's so many ways you can get caught now. They're, they're tracking your phone. They got cameras anywhere. There, They're making can, shit up like in Manitowoc and uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, serial I mean, there's, season one. There's NSA, <laughs> there's, there's drones. Back then, he literally hired professional contracts to do his serial killing for him. <laughs> and and, and no one put millions it together. of dollars of like just hiring people to, yes, yes, I'm building a serial killer house. I'm just, you know, and... I, I mean, if you did that today, there'd be so much on paper. Like, yeah, uh, yeah well, you know, I... When, when I gave your, your trap door to the furnace to the city for their zoning regulations, they don't actually allow trap doors leading to furnaces in this area. So now we have to come in and blah, 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 and there's an inspector. And No, back then it was just like, build me every single room from every single Saw movie. 
And it just, it just <laughs> never got fucking written down, man. That's well, awesome. And then, I mean, if I was a serial killer now, I would look back to, at them and be like, dude, that was the good old days. Oh, I wish <laughs> Trump would make America great again. I want a goddamn serial killer house. And then when you're done, or when the cops start sniffing around, like, hey, these 20 women checked into this hotel, and, or I got a letter saying, you know, from my niece saying she was in this hotel and I never heard from her again. When the cops come and start asking questions, you just disappear. You just literally... I mean, because with no internet, uh, yeah. a, a loose at best. You shave you know, your handlebar mustache. You yeah. fucking throw. You, you know, you part your hair to the other side. You, you have a completely new identity. Exactly. As far as you the nineteen ten authorities were concerned. Exactly. They don't. I mean, they eventually caught him somehow up in Canada, but he moved for, after the Chicago serial killings. He went and married a woman and killed like her daughters, and or maybe her, and then married another woman, and then had a girlfriend and. I mean, he was, but you're like, you just said, he would just move around like, oh, um, what's your name? Bob Smith. Do you have any identification? No, it's 1910. You know, like it's written on a piece of paper. It's not like a, a water stamped laminated government ID with a, with a hologram on it. It's, you know, this piece of paper says I'm Bob. Oh, all right. My ID got eaten by a bobcat on the frontier. <laughs> an engine put an arrow through it. Now my ID's gone. Here's my replacement ID. But I, I cannot recommend it. So I, I just got his new book, uh, Eric Larson. It's called Dead Wake. The last crossing of the Lustania, the the boat that the the Germans sunk again in World War One. It was the the. It'd be like today going to war with Iraq and Iraq deciding to sink a Caribbean cruise line. You know, like they they just bombed civilian ships back in the day. Which is why so you can relate it to today. I'm looking forward to reading it because we've talked about this with drone strikes and uh, Obama administration. The Obama they came out with the the statistics. What was it like? 100 civilians killed since uh, the drone strike started. Um, that was yeah. the official estimate. Whereas back in the day, during wartime, you would just bomb Hiroshima or firebomb Dresden, or the Germans would just bomb cruise ships. Like, civilians weren't collateral damage. They well, were but, targets. Hey, to be fair to that 100 civilians killed, they they have a pretty good way, at least today, of, of just... De deciding who's a civilian and who's not. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I don't know if I buy that hundred something civilians. Well, that sounds yeah, pretty low. I, Amnesty International or other human rights groups have problems with it too. But when it comes to defining civilians, I don't know that I disagree with some of their methods. I think we've talked about this. If if your uncle Ahmed is a terrorist and a member of ISIS, and you're getting married and you invite him and your wedding gets bombed, well, maybe don't, like, because if I have a, a, an uncle in the KKK, I'm not inviting him to my wedding. I'm just like, that's the uncle we don't talk to. He's kind of an yeah, asshole. Yeah, but if if you did invite him to the wedding and the entire wedding party got fucking shot, if the cops were just like, boys, there's a clan guy in there, let's just light up the entire reception hall uh, next to Chuck E. Cheese. Just put bullets through there. And like, yeah, but there's kids in there. Eh. Fuck them, there's a clan guy in there. Just shoot and shoot until you're out of bullets, and then what? Here's more bullets. And they just, like, <laughs> Swiss cheese the entire side of that dance hall. It's not going to look good. And even if they go, oh, but it was to kill a clan guy, they're going to be like, yeah, but you killed the clan guy 
plus the caterers, plus his <laughs> like, dude, it's not even the people that invited him. It's not like the caterers knew that there was a clan guy there. It's not like, well, you know, they were just, they sent out their little questionnaire that was like, do you have a clan guy? Do you have a Nambla guy? Check. Do you have an ISIS guy? Like, no, they're just like, what kind of cakes do you want? What kind do you want? Fish and chicken. Do you want a vegan option? And that's, that's all that's on their questionnaire, man. And they're just like, dude, I, I even I even brought the veggie stuff. I did everything right as a caterer, but I still got shot because there was a clan guy eating my chicken parmesan. And to be fair, any caterer that offers a vegetarian option, it's usually the shittiest goddamn option. So they kind of have it coming. Like they'll say, we have steak or chicken or veggie lasagna. And the veggie lasagna isn't just pasta and cheese. For some reason, they feel the need to put fucking carrots and broccoli and cucumber and squash and all sorts of unnecessary yeah. shit in that lasagna because that's what they think vegetarians want when in reality it's just maybe just not the meat. You know, like literally make a lasagna yeah. and don't. So the caterer kind of has it coming is what I'm saying. Like you have, the, you have the clan member that deserves to get shot and the caterer that should have made a better veggie lasagna. Well, they, I, I'm sure they're a little better out here, man. You're like the only vegetarian in the Midwest. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think that when they when they get a vegetarian option, when they were a caterer, like first the chef is coming back, like, "Hey, listen, Lucy, I think you filled out the form wrong. It says uh, vegetarian, not uh, this doesn't say veal. This is vegetarian, <laughs> like no meat. Are you should call them back and make sure that they don't want? Oh, they do. They, wait, you're saying like none whatsoever." Oh, my God. Okay, wait. What do... And then he's just going through his little ingredients. Like, what do vegetarians like? All right, Lily, that's not meat. Just throwing handfuls of shit. Just, uh, it's not meat. Exactly. That's not meat. Uh, is, this, uh, is this meat? No, it's going in there. What, what about the package that the bacon came in? No, it's not meat. It's cardboard. It's going... <laughs> that's not meat. There's a vegetarian in cuisine. Take it to him. There's all the entrees. My wife, uh, her aunts and uncles, um, I think it is. I, yeah, it's her aunts and uncles. They are beef cattle farmers in southern Iowa. And uh, when uh, I, I met her family and when I became a part of the family, however you want to describe it, uh, they had little kids like under 10 years old. And after meeting me, just to make things easy, literally to explain things as easily as possible, they told the kids I was allergic to meat. <laughs> that was how they handled it. Like, wait, he doesn't eat meat? Why? Uh, fuck it. Let's not get into all the bullshit those faggot vegetarians have. Uh, he's allergic. That was, it was so much easier to say he's allergic than to go into nonsense, which is all vegetarianism is. It's nonsense. I fully admit it, but I still practice it. It's my, it's my version of religion. Like, uh, you believe in God that doesn't exist. I don't eat meat for no actual purpose. I, but I, no, I, but I, I don't I try tried. and defend I, my position. I, I try. I mean, it's a good thing not to kill animals. I mean, it's it's better for the environment, too, because factory farming fucks up the environment. And, like, if I could do it without killing animals, I would. But, God damn it, I tried it, and I can't do it. I just, I don't know. I get all tired, and I, I, I need the meat. I will say that I was glad that that fucking bullfighter got killed. Oh, yeah, that always makes me happy. Oh, whenever I see bullfighter Gord, I, I, I giggle. I Dude, he was the first one to die in, like, 30 years. Yeah, I, 
Was it? I thought there was one of like I thought there was one like every five years. I mean, I know they get gored. Sometimes they no, show one. I, I a guy think getting... you're thinking running of the bulls, dude. Because oh, here's yeah, the thing: yeah, yeah. bullfighters don't get killed that often. Because no. here, like, I I wouldn't. I'm not opposed to the idea of bullfighting. Because I got in the ring with a bull once at a rodeo to try to snatch a hundred dollar poker chips from between its horns. <laughs> they called it money the hard way. You go in and you try oh, to snatch money off its hold horns. Hold on, hold on. I'm laughing over you talking because I want to hear this. <laughs> uh, <the> <laughs> How has this never come up before? You get a, Were you drunk or do they not allow you to be drunk? I was drunk. The bull was sober. <laughs> and most importantly, it hadn't been stabbed 17 times from dudes on two-story pogo sticks. You right. know what I'm saying? So and, where, where, where... Start over. Start the. Where did this happen? Where, where, where was? Where were you drunk and deciding? Yeah, I'm gonna get into a ring with a bull to try and grab a hundred dollars in poker chips. Well, I. Uh, it was by Riverside, Iowa. By the by the Riverside, Riverside Casino. Casino. Yeah, yeah, and so. Was, was this a Riverside Casino sponsored event, or just like some local yokel trying to drum up business for his no, farm no, this or was, restaurant? Uh, this was. Trek Fest. Now they have Trek Fest at Riverside. Oh, right, Iowa right, right. Because that's where because that's um, where Kirk, Captain uh, Kirk, was born. Yeah, Captain Kirk. I was going to say Kirk Cobain. I was like, that's <laughs> not his fucking name, dude. What is it? It's Kirk something. <laughs> yeah, Captain Kirk. And uh, what the fuck is Cat Kirk's last name? No, Kirk is his last Kirk name. Is, yeah. Fuck. Uh, who knows? Who cares? Anyway, I can't um, think of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I went there with with my roommate at the time, you know, and I. I, I grew up in Iowa City. I've lived in the city my whole life. I had never even seen a bull in real life. Like, I mean, I've seen cows on the interstate, like, passing. There's not a lot of bulls. Like, there's a lot of fucking cows, not a lot of bulls, Yeah, right? Iowa's full of dairy and beef, but not bulls. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're trapped away because they're used for breeding, basically. They're, they're literally... Well, they're used for breeding, and they're aggressive as fuck, Yeah, dude. so that's, that's what I'm saying. They're not out... You know, you don't see no. them. They're, they only need one per farm because that one bull they they don't even get to fuck the cows anymore they just extract the sperm and inject the the female cows so that bull literally has a boring goddamn life back in the day the the bull at least used to got to, to get the fuck all the cows and and have some fun but now he just sits around well, he probably fucks him to death because bulls are dicks man i don't know if you've ever been in the ring with one. Oh, i have they're I'll, fucking assholes I'll, man like when i was a kid we were poor white trash and I lived on a farm when I was five years old, and uh, there was a bull in the field, and I would put on my red Superman cape and run from one side of the pen to the other. Like, not pen, I'm sorry. There was a fenced-in field, so it was pretty big. And I was, I was stupid, but I wasn't, like, really stupid. I would wait till the bull was on the furthest side of the field, and I was at the shortest space <laughs> between two of the fences, and I would jump the fence and run, 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 run. And he would see me and come tearing. And I would jump, you know, like there was, it wasn't too unsafe. But looking back, it was pretty stupid. And my mom never liked it. Because if I had tripped or fallen, I would have been fucking taken down. So yes, I've seen bulls up close and been in the ring with them. But not drunk and trying to get $100. Back to your story, Jake. Let, let's continue with that. Well, so they, they announced the game, you know, and... I immediately turned to my roommate at the time, and I, you know, I was I was a little younger, a little dumber. And oh, let me interrupt one like, more time. I'm sorry. So for some reason, they had a bull at Trek Fest. So when some Star Trek nerds are down, well, no, that's the thing, dude. It's not. It's not like there's no Star Trek people there. I don't know why the fuck they call it Trek Fest. I mean, I think during the day they have like. Uh, so it's not like Comic Con where people come from around the country to visit Riverside, Iowa because they have Star Trek there. It's just sort of it's something they do, and no one shows up. 
Yeah, I think it's, I think, it, well, no, there's lots of people that show up. That's a weird thing, man. The, the night before was the first night of it. And my roommate's motorcycle died and he called me to come pick him and his girlfriend up. And was like, hey, you want to go to Trek Fest? And I'm like, yeah, uh, I've never been to a Star Trek convention. Because, you know, yeah, I, I pictured it like a Star Trek convention. But then we get out there and they had like, it was like a, like a county fair, basically. And they had a, they had a demolition derby. And I mean, I didn't even see a Star Trek T-shirt. It looked like the rednecks that used to beat up the Star Trek fans in high school. I'm like, what? The? This isn't even Star Trek themed at all. And I, I, I guess during the day they had like parades and stuff. And that's that's when it was a little more Star Trek themed. But, you know, then we went the next day and they had a rodeo. And now it's a bunch of people in cowboy hats and shit. Again, no Star Trek T-shirt. Like they probably would have beat you up if you showed up in a Star Trek T-shirt. Right. That's Weird. But then, you know, they announced this this game and I, I turned to him. I was like, dude, we got to do that. And he was like, ah, I don't fucking know, man. And so I just started getting his beers, you know, and finally I get him drunk enough and he's like, all right, fine. And so we go over and we, we go to sign up where they said to sign up. And this is maybe an hour after they announced the game. And um, it wasn't disheartening having to sign the waiver. I've signed a lot of waivers for a lot of shit. I don't even read them anymore. You, you know? join the goddamn military here. Shoot yeah. Me. What yeah. Do I care. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, I just sign it. Real men don't read waivers. That's what I say. I agree. But, uh, uh, so that wasn't disheartening. What or was they don't read waivers or cellular phone contracts. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I You leave it in the hands of the gods. Anyway, uh, I, I it wasn't disheartening having to, to sign a waiver. What was disheartening was uh, the lady who had us fill it out was like, hey, listen, if y'all got any more friends who want to do this, uh, we're going to need at least three or, you know, two or three more of you or we won't have enough. And, and I was like, oh, well, we don't, you know, it's just me, him and his girlfriend. But just out of curiosity, how many people have signed up so far? And she was like, oh, y'all are the only two. <laughs> I, like, what? I mean, there was hundreds of people there, you know, and they were all in like cowboy hats and cowboy boots. I'm not saying that they all owned bulls but they were at least familiar with bulls they the knew that, better they were yeah. like if, if anybody's gonna get into the ring it's a cowboy except cowboys know better it was like, yeah okay yeah they're like they're all like fuck that and like me and him showed up and like we had shorts and flip-flops because we didn't know it was gonna be muddy <laughs> we'd never been to a rodeo before man like uh. this is our first one and so i'm just like oh fuck like all these people are like yeah i'm not fucking doing that and so finally, you know, it, we, we go back and we're, we're just kind of waiting. And then it actually starts the part of the rodeo with the bull riding. I'm like, fuck, dude, those are big, terrifying animals, man. Like, I've never seen them up close. But even when they get near you, on the, when you're on the outside of the cage, people are pulling back and like, oh, man, because it's just a fucking physically intimidating force, you know. And uh, then it did, they did the junior bull riding where they'd have these baby bulls with, like, young teenagers on them. You know, and I was like, dude, if they're going to let any two assholes get in there, if they're going to let us get in there, like it's probably one of them little bulls. Right. And then it, they started the money, the hard way thing, our thing. And there was three other guys that ended up doing it, you know. And um, yeah, it was totally a full size bull, man. That fucking thing was evil. And like, now where, get, what was the, the so that was tied to his horns or strung between the horns? You had to get that close to it. Yeah, it was on its forehead, dude. Oh, Jesus was, Christ. Yeah. The first fucking thing that happened was this fucking thing is like jumping around. It was, it was looped in between a string and then and then it was looped over his horns. 
to where like you would have had to like pull it off. It wasn't even on a breakaway because I got the yep. thing in my hand at the end. <laughs> pulled, and the bull just kept running past me and it pulled it out of my hand. And I'm like, well, fuck, dude. Like, I'm not yeah, going to get that At least put it on a breakaway still. so that if you grab it, you got it. Yeah, I should have had it. But like, dude, the first thing that happened, that thing comes out doing its jumping around shit, you know, and then it just stops and stares at us. And it runs and hits a dude right next to me. Dead in the chest, drives him to the ground. That was going to be my next question. If you went in, you went in as a team, not one at a time. It was like five guys all distracting the bull. Yeah. One guy gets the money. Okay. Well, we didn't go in. No, there's no planning. Oh, you know we what just I mean. Kind of all got in there. Yeah, right it was around. just five guys at once. Not all yeah. right. Next up, Jake. You know, like, dude, this thing had the fucking thing pinned to the ground. It had the guy pinned to the ground where its horns were on both sides of his chest and it's like shaking him around and shit. I thought it was going to kill him because I was like, dude, if one of those horns like kind of comes up from the, the side of him, I mean, that's going right in the dude's heart. It's like that movie Eight Seconds yeah, yeah, where the yeah, redneck yeah, yeah. gets killed with a bull, but like right at my feet. I was like, fuck, dude, like this is not a good idea. Bulls are not cool people. Like, And there was one point where it, it was running past me and I reached out to try to grab it and my hand caught the cord and my fingers slipped down. And you know how when, when adrenaline hits you really hard, you remember shit like slow motion but like patchy? I remember my hand kind of slipping off of this cord as it was running past me. And I felt my, my, my index finger and my middle finger, right, just push into something wet and soft and, and, and kind of mushy. And it just it like I remember it just started hitting me like moments after I was doing that. Like, holy fuck, I'm like poking this bull in the eyeball right now man with two goddamn fingers like i just like eye gouged this fucking bull and then i i just remember feeling my hand kind of run down its body because it's just running past me and then i felt this splash and i just kind of looked down and there's mud all on my shirt and i i look over because i mean this happened you know quick i look over and the bull's two hind legs are right next to my head it did like a double back back kick thing you know and it, yeah, it, it came like inches away from my face. Like that would have been a, that would have been a showstopper, man. <laughs> but yeah, none of us got it. Was anybody filming? Had, like, you could have at least made 10,000 on America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, uh, I don't know if anybody got it on tape or not. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think we had cameras on our phones back then. Well, something. you didn't, but you had video cameras. They're big and clunky. Yeah, no, I mean, some, some phones did. I, I think I still had a flip phone back then. Flip, uh, flip phone to tell you the truth but I, I didn't get it but the thing is is like did anyone get it bulls are fucking no nah, nobody did man because we only had like two minutes which we didn't find out till you know it was like 30 seconds left and it was dude it was looped in a way to where you would have had to like get the thing to stop and then unloop one horn and unloop the other and it was it was fucking dumb man like there, there was no getting that goddamn thing but um yeah, either way, what I'm saying... So you saying, got grifted. You got grifted, son. We got grifted, yeah. You were clowns for parties. the audience amusement. They, they dangled yeah. it in front of you, but it wasn't real. It wasn't going to happen. But that's, you know, that's, that's how I learned bulls are dicks, dude. So I, I, I don't disagree with the idea of bullfighting. If any dude wants to get in the ring with a healthy bull and just go at it with no projectiles, it's just him and a broadsword against this bull... He's probably gonna fucking die, but that's a ballsy dude. Like if he if he's able to kill that bull, he should get every stake that that bull produces because that's a tough and a medal because that's a tough motherfucker. But that's not what they do in bullfighting. In bullfighting, they basically like they chuck spears at it or they like stab it from a fucking big pogo stick looking thing. 
way away from the bull. And then when the bull's almost dead, they have a guy come in who he's not fighting the bull. He's just sort of dancing around in like Elton John's old clothes from the 70s when he was still skinny <laughs> and like teabagging the bull and waving that stupid red cape in his face and then stabbing him with the least manly sword in the history of murder. And so it's like, no, you, you're not fighting the bull. If you were fighting the bull, there would have been more than one death in the last 30 years. I can tell you that as a dude who's been in the ring with a fucking bull. A sword is not going to help you much against a, a full-grown, fully healthy bull. You're probably going to fucking die. I don't care if you're Bruce Lee or or fucking Mike Tyson. Like, it doesn't matter. That bull's going to kill most people it gets in there with to try to stab that fucking thing. Because it'll stab you back. Unless it's already dying. They're basically doing don't the Don't they do that? With... Don't they wound the bull sometimes before sending them out? No, they always do. That's what I was saying, dude. Is they fucking have guys chuck spears at it and, like, stab it from those weird pogo sticks a bunch of times to where that thing's almost dead. By the time the bullfighter goes out there, the bull's almost dead. And so he, that's what I'm saying. Is he's not fighting the, like, the bull's fucked. He's just sort of teabag torturing the bull before it dies with a fruity little red cape. And it's, it's basically like Russell... You, you remember that movie Gladiator with Russell Crowe? Yeah, yeah. Basically it, was, dude, it was basically poisoning him first. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. They're doing what they did to Russell Crowe at the end of that movie. So it's just like... It, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm cool with, with fucking... If you want to kill an animal to eat it, kill it. But don't, like, torture it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's... that's and like you said, the, the going all the way back to where this conversation started... Uh, the industrialization of the food industry all along the way, not even with, you don't even have to limit it to, to pigs or animals or beef. I mean, the industrialization of vegetable products we eat, the, the chemicals they put on them to make them look pretty and to have them grow out of season. I yeah. Mean, it's all fucked. Basically, uh, kids, what we eat fucks us. No one's innocent. Yeah, it's all it's all pretty bad for you, man. But that's that's the thing is I I don't like to be one of those hypocritical meat eaters. Like I I, I don't want to be one of those guys who's like, oh, a, a lion got shot halfway around the world. Let's lower the flags at half mass and draw and core the dentist, draw and quarter the dentist who shot him. While I eat a delicious chicken sandwich. Like you can't really you can't really do that. But I, I don't know. You got to. I I feel like it's still good to draw the line at like. If you want to kill an animal to eat it, kill it and then eat it. But don't like torture it. Don't do the thing where it's like, we put all these pigs in cages where they can't move and then make them watch season after season of The Bachelor while we poke it with a stick because <laughs> it makes it a little juicier, a little sweeter. It's like, no, you can't. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. I got to disagree with you, though. I do think that uh, anyone that goes out for big game hunting and spends all their money on, like, I want to kill this animal because it makes me feel tough, fuck them. Let's draw and quarter them because they're pieces of well, shit. Well, they're pieces of shit. It's a, it's a shitty thing to do. But, you know, you can say let's draw and quarter them because you don't eat meat. If you eat meat, you there's a certain level of outrage about animal cruelty that you just can't have when you eat meat, is what I'm saying. Because it's like... It, that's sort of like, I don't know, it's sort of like a Nazi who shames the other Nazis for not giving the little kids <laughs> dreidels. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, 
can't you're, act like you got you're still putting him on the train, you know. But I, you gave him a toy before you put him on the train. Doesn't doesn't I make it right. I the first. The rest of you monsters were mean. Yeah, like it's not. <laughs> it's not how it works. All right. Well, kids, uh, if you learned anything, let us know. Uh, I learned a lot about uh, Jake and poor decision making. <laughs> I could have sworn I told that story on here already. I know. This is the first time I've ever heard of you getting in the ring with a bull. But that's why I can't feel too bad for the bulls, though, because even even if you're one of those animal rights like ah, animals are like people, it's like yeah, but bulls are dicks. They're like the ISIS and Trump supporters of <laughs> the fucking animal kingdom. So the hell with them. It's just you know, but you shouldn't torture them. Yeah, Shouldn't waterboard them. Fuck them. All right. Uh, JakeVebra.com, NathanTimmel.com. Shoot us messages. Uh, comment on these things on SoundCloud. Tell us uh, what you want us to talk about. All right. Later. Later.